Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we've got a great watery revenge story. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, an egocentric actress was mean to me at a party, so I told her I was a movie producer before leaving. I was at an event in Paris years ago, a kind of party for creative people. I was alone and I'm a pretty shy person, but I like to speak with new people. It was a sitting dinner and I was sitting next to a woman who was extremely loud and egocentric, telling everyone in the room she was an actress looking for work. Even if I was sitting next to her, she never even turned her face in my direction always speaking to people on the other side of the room. Every time there was a single silence and I had the opportunity to talk to someone near me, she loudly spoke over me about how much she needs to meet a movie producer. I was having a horrible evening. I can't stand people like that. I decided to leave early and go back home. I stood up and said, well, I need to wake up early tomorrow. Goodbye, guys. After more than an hour of ignoring me sitting next to her, she heard me and asked me, ha, okay, bye, dude. By the way, what's your job? And I told her, I'm a movie producer. Good night. I saw she was dead inside and she tried to stand up and speak to me, but I left quick with a smile on my face. Do you think they just saw OP and just based off of their appearance, they assumed, I don't want to engage with that person. I don't think they're important. Whether or not OP was telling the truth, it just goes to show what happens when you judge a book by its cover. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, co-worker gloated about having access to the airport lounge when we didn't. I told him the wrong gate. We work for a national agricultural supply company, but I'm in a central role while he flies frequently and therefore has lounge access with the airline. We were flying from one city back to our own. He was bragging about it the whole day, and when we got to the airport, he wished us peasants, a nice time in the airport food court, slumming it with the mouth breathers and so on. He'd bruise his own tonsils if he could. That kind of bloke. Anyway, our flight nears and he texts through asking what the gate is. The rest of us are walking down the sky bridge onto the plane at this point. Now, this airport isn't exactly small. It's actually massive. We were getting on at gate 4. I told him we were at gate 44. We were laughing on the plane, imagining this bloke having to run through the terminal to catch it. Next minute, the freaking doors on the plane lock and we're getting pushed back. That's when I thought I was freaked. He'd complain and the boss would throw the book at me. He texts, hey, where are you guys? And I told him we're taxiing down the runway and that we tried holding the plane for him and the bloke just freaking explodes. I put my phone on airplane mode and breathe out. When we land, he's blown up my phone and I've got a missed call from my boss. I call back my boss and say I accidentally pushed four twice, and he just laughed and reckons he would have paid big money to see old mate's meltdown. Anyway, it ruined his day. He had to pay for his own ticket home, and now I think my life is in danger. Hey, this guy might be upset with you, but the boss seems to have taken it pretty well. And it seems like an honest enough mistake, 44 versus 4, especially in a situation where tensions are high, you probably just didn't realize it. 
Our next story is, I undercooked my food to get back at a food thief. I started working at my new workplace six months ago. Most of those here have been here for years. I'm one of two people that have been here less than two years. There's an office food thief that will steal people's food and even throw away their Tupperware. She's been here 10 plus years and people have just adopted the mentality of, it is what it is, we can't do anything about it. She only takes one person's food a day. They know exactly who the food thief is and just suffer through it. They even call her the food goblin. She took my food the last slash first time I put it in the fridge, resulting in me just not having food till 9pm. I've kept my food at my desk since, and stopped eating food that needs to be refrigerated, till I had an idea. I have cooked some food, made it look appetizing, but didn't make it even slightly edible. I left a typed up note on the food stating it wasn't fully cooked, but didn't leave my name on it. She ate the food, and almost died, and had to spend 8 days in the hospital. The company can't figure out whose food it was and now she's afraid to come to work and thinks someone wants to end her. It's been a couple of weeks since she returned and she thinks everybody is out to get her and won't go near the kitchen. Even brought her own mini fridge for her desk area a few days ago. Even though OP left undercooked food there, I'm willing to believe that their intention was never to actually make this person that sick. I mean, you left the note on there. They should have known not to go forward with eating that. How much do you guys want to bet that they opened that food, saw the piece of paper, didn't even read it, just chucked it out of the way and started eating the food? This next story is, I've seen a few food thief stories and thought I'd share mine. Context, I work in a grocery store. We have a fridge and a microwave in the break room upstairs. When we buy something in the store on the clock for consumption in the store, it gets a special sticker put on the packaging with the date and initials of the cashier for loss prevention purposes. So anything in the fridge with a sticker on it was obviously purchased by an employee for their consumption. I typically will buy something that'll last a few days and have it for lunch for two to three days. One of my favorites is hot dogs and buns. I also keep condiments in the fridge. On to the story. If I buy a pack of hot dogs, I'll have a couple or three hot dogs a day for lunch until they're gone. I know, microwaved hot dogs, but I'm basic like that. A couple of years ago, my hot dogs started disappearing. I'd go upstairs and find that the hot dogs were gone, or there was one left despite there being a purchased in-store sticker on the bag, so the thief knew they were taking something that didn't belong to them. I started writing in Sharpie on the baggie, please don't eat my lunch but the hot dogs kept disappearing. So, I bought a turkey injector and a bottle of Dave's Insanity hot sauce. I like really spicy food, so I tried the Dave's Insanity myself and it was frankly nearly unbearable. A couple of drops got on my cheek and my cheek welted up, so I injected all of the hot dogs that were remaining in the baggie with the hot sauce, dutifully wrote, please don't eat my lunch on the baggie, and waited. There's really no satisfying ending to this as all I know is one of the night stalkers had to go home early with stomach issues and aside from the two missing hot dogs that day, my lunch stopped getting stolen. Any food thief absolutely deserves the spicy revenge. The most satisfying thing about any revenge like this involving a food thief is if you have that spicy element put in there, you know exactly who it is by their suffering. Our next story is, employer told me I'm late for my first day and doesn't understand he's got a wrong number. Okay, so this is a story that happened in the summer last year. At my current job, I took two weeks of vacation. 
And right in the middle of the morning, around 6 a.m. of my first day off, I get a call. I don't answer. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Then another. At the fourth call in a row, I decided to answer, Hello, where are you? It's your first day. We're waiting for you. As far as I know, I have no freaking clue who that is. I didn't have any job or anything planned that day. I'm supposed to hang out with my friends. Dang, sorry, dude. You got a wrong number. No clue what you're talking about. I hung up and go back to sleep. But no, that jerk called me two more times in the next hour. He left a message saying young people are lazy, and he can't believe I lied to him after a great interview. He ends up calling again. I picked up the phone. I know this will be the last time I'll deal with him. Yes, I know I'm late. I'm on my way. I'll be here soon. Promise. I hung up and then I blocked his number before going back to sleep. Like seriously, I can't believe the first time I told him that it was a wrong number wasn't enough. I'm pretty lucky to have an above-average employer back then, and still now, but freak. Some places must really suck. I later checked his phone number and matched it with a store on Google Maps, which was two hours from me. I left a bad review saying the person working here harassed me on the phone. I'm right there with OP. I don't understand if somebody picked up and said, sorry, you've got the wrong number. Why would they assume, oh, they must be lying? Like as if their employee has some fake excuse and that's their lame excuse out of showing up to work on their first day? Our next story is, bullies threw pennies at me, I made bank. This happened way back in a forgotten era known as the year 2000. I was a freshman in high school and just doing my own thing. Back then I was so broke that I'd hunt for any coins I could find. I even checked the change returns on these long forgotten things we called payphones. I was also always looking under and behind vending machines. I was an oddball kid. You know, the kind that always wore a heavy coat or sweatshirt, even when it wasn't cold outside. I'm on the spectrum and at the time was prescribed Ritalin for it. 
which made me really quiet, aloof, and completely zoned out at times, and a complete chatterbox the next. So I got picked on a lot. I also had a bit of wanderlust, and was always wandering around campus before school started. One day, I spotted a nickel on the other side of a small wire-fenced-in area that was covering a power junction line or something. I had to find a stick to slide the nickel toward me, but I got it. Trouble is, some other kids noticed this and started observing me. They found my coin hunts hilarious and mocked me. I ignored them. Then a few days later, the same group of guys started chucking pennies at me. I didn't say a word. I just picked up and pocketed every single one of them while they kept laughing at me and throwing more. They did this again the following day. This went on about three days total. I picked up every single penny they threw at me, and there was hundreds of them. Only really added up to a little less than $5, but that still got me more cash for my savings. I kept a big jar I was always throwing coins in when I got any spare change I could find. The following week, I was approached by one of the guys that threw all of those pennies at me, and he actually asked for them all back. I told them no, but then he started whining that he'd taken those pennies from his mom's penny jar and she'd noticed. Then he begged me to just give them back. I told him that for one thing, I didn't have them on me, and secondly, that it was his problem, because maybe he shouldn't have thrown them at me to begin with if he expected them back. Then I just walked away. That guy never bothered me again, but one of his friends did once. He told me the guy got in trouble because I refused to give the pennies back. Again, I didn't care and walked away. But those pennies helped me in buying my next N64 game from the used video game store. So thanks for the free pennies. Hope it was worth ticking your mom off when you stole from her, jerk. N64 games are already special enough, but knowing that you were able to pay for it with the money your bullies got themselves willingly in trouble for would be so much more satisfying too. Until you found out you bought Superman for the N64. Our next story is Assigned Seats. I want to preface this by saying that the revenge was taken on people who didn't technically do anything wrong. I asked for a favor and they said no, even though it wouldn't have hurt them to say yes, and it would have helped me out, and therefore they are ungenerous jerks. Okay, so on to my story. I went to the theater this weekend to see a show. It was a professional show at a high-end venue. I bought two tickets for myself and my husband months ago, and I usually splurge on really good seats. So we were in the fourth row orchestra, dead center of the row. Last week, I found out that my adult son was unexpectedly available that night, so I asked if he wanted to join us, if I could still get a ticket. Prices were double what I'd paid a few months ago, and the house was almost full, but I managed to snag a very expensive single seat in the same row as us, four seats away. He said he didn't mind sitting alone, and I said, well, we'll just see if people don't mind shuffling along by two seats. They can have our center seats, and we'll sit with you. Night of the play comes, we arrive 20 minutes before curtain. The four people were already in their seats. I approach, explain the situation, and ask nicely if they would mind shuffling a bit so we can seat our whole party together. Reddit? They looked at us like we had asked them if we could freak their sisters. Not a word, they all just shook their heads silently. I couldn't believe people wouldn't be generous, but whatever, they are within their rights and they don't have to move. So we all took our assigned seats, my hubs and I in the middle of the row, and my son on the other side of all the meanies. As we settled in, I realized that the meanies were in two different groups, couple A, right next to us, was pointedly ignoring us, and couple B, further from the center, and next to my son, was looking over at us, maybe slowly realizing they had missed a chance at center seats. 
especially when a fairly tall guy sat in front of one of them. Since I'd already asked, no means no, and the offer was clearly still open, I didn't say anything and they still didn't take the opportunity to swap with us. As the show started, I realized that the four seats on the other side of my son were still open. I knew they were ticketed, from checking the seat map the week before, so I figured the people would just come late. But no, at the end of the first act, those seats were still open. It's pretty typical at the theater that you wait till intermission and then can swap seats after that if you want, as long as you're sure they're not spoken for. There's no real rules, but it's first come, first served, and obviously no one's entitled to a different seat, so you just have to try to not be a jerk about it. So as soon as the curtains went down for intermission and we could get out of the row, my husband and I put our jackets down across the two seats next to my son to claim them. So we now had three seats together with two empty seats next to us by the aisle. After coming back from the bathroom, I took my new seat. The aisle seats next to us had meanwhile been filled by two super nice 20-somethings who sheepishly asked if it was okay if they sat there. They had moved down from the El Cheapo balcony seats and were clearly not sure if it was okay. I told them it was. In the meantime, mean couple B has now figured out that we've moved. I can see them starting to eye the center seats we've abandoned probably thinking about their obstructed view. So I quickly turned to the 20-somethings and asked if they wanted even better seats. Dead center. I pointed out our empty seats and said they were welcome to them. They immediately saw it as an upgrade, thanked us profusely and headed over there, having to move past both mean couples. Mean couple B gave me a dirty look, but hey, they had their chance before the first act. My husband seemed really confused about what had just happened but I told them I didn't want any of the meanies to get better seats than they had. I think he was shocked at my pettiness, but it was so worth it. At the end of the day, hey, they made their decision, and whether or not OP influenced it or not, they stayed in their own seats. This next story is playing you're up, everybody's up with my neighbors. The most heartbreaking thing happened in the past few weeks. Our downstairs neighbors, who were once two college-aged girls who mostly kept pretty quiet, have moved. And in has moved the most annoying, most loud family ever, which normally wouldn't bother me if it wasn't at the worst times. Mind you, the walls are paper thin and voices carry through the vents. No, it's not enough that their kids are running around and slamming doors and screaming during the day, which is annoying, but whatever. No, the dad will be shouting at 5.30 in the morning and wake us up on a Sunday, so I said, screw it, if you're up, everybody's up. So I walked through the whole apartment slamming doors and stomping around and then ironically enough, my cat added to it by knocking our glass pastry display case off the table. My fiancé was hesitant to finish the cleanup and start vacuuming, but I told him to go for it. Luckily, this pettiness doesn't affect any of our other neighbors because us and these neighbors below us are the only ones who live on this side of the building. See, the thing is, making loud noises when they're making loud noises doesn't do anything. You've got to find out when they're sleeping and see how they like it. Our next story is, took X off my Spotify plan while she was on a road trip. I know it's not extreme, but after she told me she was talking to someone while we were together, I was extremely depressed. I've been getting better and three weeks have passed. Then I realized I paid for another month of Spotify for our Duo account. I tried reaching out to her on Thursday since I noticed some odd things about her. She left work early due to anxiety attack, so I invited her to hang at the beach to watch the sunset. 
She replied to me, It's been three weeks. Congratulations on respecting your first boundary with me. I'm on my way out of town, maybe next time. So I knew she was going to be driving for a while. Since we worked together, I saw she had to work tomorrow, so that means she has quite some time on the road today, Saturday. I decided I'm going to take her off my plan, and it'll stop all the premium stuff that's included with it. I hope she enjoys the ads. Edit, a little context and the only edit I'll make. We were absolutely toxic. Drunken adventures lead to arguments and then after those arguments happened, her car was vandalized. Tire popped after one argument. Then when I was hanging out on this cliff, which is about 30 minutes from her place, her window was smashed. I'm not perfect, but I would never do something like that due to my car being vandalized and stolen three times. I've been abused by my mother since I can remember. I just recently cut her out of my life, this affected me. My aunt passed away and I have to decide soon if I need to put my dog down. I've been cheated on before and it affected how I trust people. Everything started happening and I became very depressed. I stopped eating and had ending things thoughts. I even hung out on the edge of a cliff just staring down at the rocks. I literally thought I was alone until one day a friend reached out to me and it changed the course of things. I felt good about myself and our breakup. I was able to see it in a new light not only with my relationship issues, but also at home. I've been on a better path, however, since I noticed her mood change. Monday, we had a good exchange and I even shared a pineapple with her. Then the next day happened when she left early. I asked if she was okay and she said no, but thanks for checking with me. We left it at that. Thursday came when I asked if she wanted to see the sunset because I was ready to move on from this. This idea came from the kindness I received and... Even though she did bad things, I was accepting of it. No one's perfect. The whole point is that no matter who it is, I will always try to help someone with any issue that was dwelling in their thoughts. I started practicing this because no one noticed my cries for help until I talked to my massage therapist, friend, about everything. In the past, they lost their husband and decided to tell my close friend because she was worried about me. Even how things ended, we were good friends at some point. I don't want to hate her. I can't hate her. I care about my friends and I know since she doesn't have much, I can't even imagine the loneliness. From my knowledge, this person she talked to was only talk and I never said she cheated even if it falls under that. I just wanted to act out of kindness like I do with everyone. However, Saturday came and I was charged for Spotify Duo. Then I realized about Spotify. I knew she was coming back from her mother's that made me realize she would be using Spotify since it was something we did on the road. Me becoming independent, I decided I would take her off my plan, knowing she would be driving back to her place from wherever she went, assuming from her mother's which is a 6 hour drive. How Duo account works for those who don't understand, it notifies the person and it discontinues their subscription right away. It's two separate profiles under the same plan. It was petty of me, but I did enjoy this because she absolutely treated me horribly for months. But I also want to cut anything that involves freebies. I don't want to spend another dime any longer, especially since I paid for everything we did. I watched that sunset alone, and it was fleeting. I'm happier now, and I know my petty revenge was a step back to my growth. However, it was nice to start moving on because I can't continue the path where my health is affected. I've grown tired of typing, but I enjoyed my laugh and now I'm going to enjoy my time. If you're struggling with depression, reach out to someone. Sometimes speaking to people close to you helps. Take care. I didn't expect to end up so self-reflective. 
But here we are, after only going into a story that was supposed to be about cancelling a subscription for your ex. Our next story is, steal my seat? Enjoy getting soaked. I, 27-year-old female, was on a 5-hour train journey from Glasgow to London for a work conference. My first one, yippee. It's also worth mentioning that it was sweltering hot in Glasgow that day, and I was lugging around a giant suitcase. I felt like I was going through early menopause, no joke. However, lucky for me, I'd pre-booked a nice window seat in an aircon-filled carriage with a table to lay out my snacks and a socket nearby for my laptop to watch Netflix. Sorted. I get on the train and it's already packed. After everyone else has scrambled to get on first, I hop on and store my suitcase away. I already have the plan in my head that I'll do work for the first hour, watch Netflix, maybe nap and read my book. A perfect journey planned. As I make my way through the carriage, I'm checking my ticket and then double checking it as there seems to be a man in my seat. I'm Scottish, so I can be pretty upfront, but I'll always be friendly about it. I go up to my seat and ask the man, are you wanting the window seat? The man looks up and says, oh, did you book this seat? There's literally a reservation symbol next to the seat number. Ah, no problem, he probably just missed it. I said, yeah, that's my seat. He says, oh right, my seat's just over there. I booked a window seat, but as you can see, there's no window. I look over and he's correct. No window and no big middle table. However, do I look like train staff? No, I'm a sweaty little girl just looking to sit at the expensive space I booked for a long butt journey. I say, yeah, I see that. He says, I really like to see out the window on a journey, so I chose this seat instead. I pause for a minute. No need to make a ruckus, I was happy enough to let him have the window seat. I already had my entertainment for the journey and it didn't include looking out the window anyway. I said okay, no problem, I'll just sit here. And the man said okay. No please or thank you. Okay, no problem. Honestly at this point I just wanted to sit so I didn't give two craps, it's just a seat. I sit my sweaty butt right in the seat next to him and he seems annoyed. His bag's on the table, so when I get my laptop out, it's hanging off the side of the table. Ugh. He notices and doesn't move his bag over. Whatever, I'm in a good mood and make it work. About an hour and a half into the journey, I sneeze twice. He looks at me absolutely disgusted. Usually you'd ignore someone looking at you in disgust, but I'll always make conversation to lighten the situation. I said, that'll probably happen a lot. I have allergies out in full force today. The man says, okay, as long as it's not a cold, you can sit there. I said, it's not a cold. And he says, yes, and as long as it isn't, you can sit there. I'd rather not get sick. What a cheeky idiot. He's sitting in my pre-booked seat, and he's telling me he's allowing me to sit next to him? Okay, now I'm annoyed. A few minutes later, the train driver makes an announcement that they'll have to turn the air conditioning off for the rest of the journey, as they're having some issues with it. I've cooled down now anyway, so I'm all good. I notice a few people behind me are getting up and moving their luggage as the aircon starts leaking onto their stuff. Just as that happens, I realize that the leak is coming right for us. He hasn't noticed yet, idiot. I turn to the man and say, if you want to sit here, I'll go sit at your seat. 26B, right? The man says, oh yeah, that's it. If you're sure. Now you're asking me if I'm sure I want you to be in my seat and I'll go to yours? LMAO. I nod and smile and move to his seat. It's a cozy two-seater with a pull-out table, sockets, and a portion of a window, but I don't really care. 
I'm living my best life being away from that man. 20 minutes into eating my snacks and enjoying the drama on my show, I hear some commotion going on behind me. I look back and he's wiping down the table that would have been mine. He's complaining to other passengers and having to run to the bathroom for toilet paper just to save his book from the leak. He had to do this every time the train stopped, as the movement would create a waterfall right onto his table. He couldn't even move seats because the train was now full. Even the seat next to me had someone in it. This was an absolutely delightful scene. We finally arrive in London. I step off the train, sweat free. I just watched three more episodes of Below Deck. I ate my snacks, and I'm also dry from aircon juice. He comes off and looks like an angry, soaking, wet rat. Sir's this guy right, he was already being a jerk taking that seat. But man, as soon as they doubled down and the rest of their actions were like, oh, I'm so annoyed that this person who paid for this seat is sitting next to me. How dare they try to take up any of the space available here? In that moment, they definitely deserved every ounce of that aircon juice pouring down onto them and their stuff. I don't necessarily believe in karma, but if karma was real, this is definitely a sign of it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.